The NFL's annual draft cycle is getting kicked off this week down in Mobile, Alabama with the Senior Bowl. And we're looking at which offensive prospects participating in this year's event may make sense for the Dolphins come April. You are Locked On Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right. Miami, welcome to another episode of Locked On Dolphins. It's your team every day here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, Kyle Krabs, a lifelong Miami Dolphins fan, host of Locked On Dolphins, co-host of Locked On NFL Scouting. You can find our shows on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Tip of the cap to our everydayers because it is your team every day. We don't just say it. We live it here on the Locked On Network. Today's episode of Locked On Dolphins is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. So uh, the those of you who have been routine consumers of my content for any period of time are probably aware of my background as a big draft guy, right? And it was the Dolphins that made me a draft guy. Because it was the Dolphins when I was a teenager and in my early 20s that every single year you'd get to November and you're like, man, they don't have it this year. Who can they add? And that routine prompted me to become such an avid draft, Nick, and that that was very fortunate where that itch and that passion for the game and love of the game ended up kind of leading me down these pathways of opportunities to, to now this is really my career. And uh, I can thank the Dolphins, uh, the silver lining of, of all of those underwhelming seasons for that, that period of time have put me in a position to be where I am. But the draft is really the vehicle that brought me here. So this is, this is the passion project for me. And th this is where everything kind of comes together. Uh, as much as I love in-season content, I really love the what if and the exponential variables of the off-season style of content. So we're kind of going to dip our toe into that today. We're looking at the Senior Bowl rosters. Uh, there's been two days of practice thus far down in Mobile, Alabama. There's another day of practices tomorrow if you're around during the day. And then you have the actual game on Saturday. And the game from an evaluation standpoint maybe isn't the most valuable because it's an exhibition all-star game matchup. There are certain rules. But these all-star events are an outstanding opportunity for you to evaluate talent on an even plane. Where else are you going to find a running back from Rhode Island going up against a linebacker from the SEC in the same drill? Uh, going toe-to-toe. -to -toe. But before we, we dive into some of the prospects in particular, uh, I do want to acknowledge that this draft as a whole is somewhat offensive player heavy, particularly at the top. And that's relevant for Miami with their decision-making process with potentially what would be their first first-round pick in several seasons after trading them for Bradley Chubb and Tyreek Hill and uh, having one surrendered because of some conduct uh, that was not to the NFL's standards. But that's a, a story for another day. We all know um, 
what happened to that other first round pick for, for 2022, but that doesn't make it sting any less. So, um, this offensive collection of talent is certainly something that I think will be very helpful to Miami. The strength of this draft lies with the offensive side of the ball, the offensive line in all phases too. This is not just, Oh, it's, it's good at one spot. There's multiple center prospects that are considered to be top 50 players. Daniel Jeremiah just put out his top 50 first set of top 50 prospect rankings. There's two centers on the list. And neither one of them is the one who, if you go back to the beginning of the season, could have been in the conversation to be the top center, being the Georgia kid, Van Prant, Cedric Van Prant. Uh, he's not on the list. Then you get to tackle, and there is legitimately every other pick could be a tackle from the start of the draft to where Miami picks at 21, and there would still be a good tackle on the board for Miami. It is, it is that deep a tackle. And some of those guys have guard flexibility. So when you consider the Miami Dolphins and their decisions that they have to make, um, that's very interesting. Now, we also have this trend where every year you have this influx of Seemingly 30 quality wide receivers in, a, in the draft on an annual basis. It's another draft like that. Uh, it's maybe not the most strong draft class from a running back perspective. But Miami, if they if they want to address some of the shortcomings of their offense and that facilitated the collapse down the stretch of the season, they will certainly have the opportunity to do so because of the talent that is available here. So with all that said, let's get into the talent that is indeed available for this year's draft class. Uh, the, the quarterbacks is kind of boom or bust. Um, there's not really a lot of talent that aligns with skill, investment that makes sense for the Dolphins with where they're at as a football team, and scheme. Uh, although I would say that, that I do think if there was a quarterback that uh, – saw an offense that pulled parallel skills out of their player uh, to what the Dolphins do with Tua Tonga below. It's probably Oregon and Bo Nix. Now that said, he's going to be probably a first round pick when it's all said and done. So that's off the table for Miami. Uh, now you have at the running back position, we, we don't have a lot of strength. Uh, there's a couple interesting players. Um, Dylan Laub from, from New Hampshire is five, nine and a half two ten. And when I'm thinking about backs for Miami this year, I'm really looking for guys that have like a little extra density to them. Uh, so if, if you're looking for high cut runners, I think Miami has, has those guys with the blazing speed, uh, that, that maybe don't have the move, the pile ability, um, I think they have that on the roster. So I would be wanting to find a different element. So uh, Ray Davis from Kentucky is another one. That's another 5'8", 220. There's a couple of condensed backs that I'll be looking at closely to try to get a feel for, hey, how much do uh, you run in a way that would complement what the Dolphins have on their uh, the, the rest of their roster as things currently stand? We're going to get into the skill players and the offensive linemen here next on Locked on Dolphins, so make sure that you stick with us. 
passion, drive, and patience are what brings home the winning trophy, but it's also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber and not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home the dub. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions do apply. eBay guaranteed fit available only to U.S. customers. So let's talk skill receivers. Uh, I think you get a much more uh, robust selection if you're the Dolphins here. Uh, this this draft class and players that are available. I know one player that has popped early, uh, but a player that I, I really like and think would be an outstanding fit for the Dolphins. And there's, again, you got to compartmentalize the conversation between how many investment opportunities do you have versus is this player a good fit? Would they be a good fit? Because we're going to throw a lot of names out here knowing that the Dolphins, the, the, the math behind it does not uh, bode well for you to get a whole bunch of this talent. But if you have enough options, there's somebody that can make some sense. Roman Wilson wide receiver from uh, University of Michigan is an absolute stud. Uh, this is a guy who plays hard. Uh, he checked in at 5'10 and a half, 186. But he runs in the four threes. He runs outstanding routes. And he's tough. I think that's the thing that, that impresses me the most about him is if you watched him on film, you'd probably guess he's closer to 200 pounds, a little bit like Jarvis Landry in that regard. I know that's uh, hearsay to in, in invoke the name Jarvis Landry in comparison to a, a smaller wide receiver, but uh, uh, not the same athletic profile by any means, but this is a tough dude, Roman Wilson. And if you needed big plays for Michigan and in, in the run to their national championship this year, turn on any drive and odds are Roman Wilson touched the ball at least once. And he is cooking guys up down here in Mobile uh, for the, the Senior Bowl this week. So that is a name that immediately leaps off the page to me because I've been familiar with his game since uh, I think I did his evaluation in October. And uh, he, he can ball. And if you're looking for a complimentary third option that's probably a day two value uh, in the passing game that can separate that's a name that makes a lot of sense. Now, there's a whole other conversation about, well, is another body type like that sensible for Miami, even if he does play above his weight class? The Dolphins have some guys that play above their weight class already that are just genuinely not bigger guys. That's a fair conversation. But if they don't care about the size and they just want the stylistic play fit, Roman Wilson's a name to watch. If you want bigger, Xavier Leggett uh, from South Carolina is... Uh, another name to watch. And he had a little bit of a rough day yesterday uh, with practices to struggle with some drops, but uh, he had a massive breakout this year. Xavier Leggett did. He's six foot one. He's 225 pounds. So if you're looking for some size and density, like he's built like Debo Samuel, and I'm not saying he's Debo Samuel, 
but he's built like Debo Samuel. And I do think he's probably somebody who would benefit from some of the schemed touches that Debo Samuel gets uh, is probably the best way to maximize him. Now, I don't necessarily think that he's the most refined route runner as a whole. And that's something for Miami may or may not be a qualifier disqualifier. I don't know how much uh, weight they're going to put into that. I know they drafted a height, weight, speed player in Eric Azucanma in the fourth round. Uh, and his rookie season was kind of a wash. And his second season became a wash because of the neck issue. Uh, that sounds like they're, they're going to be able to move past. So, uh, Leggett from a physical profile perspective is the one that I really have my eyes on to see what what he can bring from the refined areas of playing the position. Uh, Ricky Pearsall from Florida is just another name that I want to acknowledge. Lad McConkey from Georgia, a couple of guys that can really fly as well. Um, really good route runners, but again, they're they're not bigger guys. They're they're kind of adequate average sized wide receivers with good hands uh, at the tight end position. There's two very different kinds of body types. Uh, Jaheim bell is one. He's from uh, Florida state slash South Carolina. And he is six two, 245 pounds. When you think about the versatile move piece players of uh, this Shanahan style, Mike McDaniel offense, Bell does a lot of that. He moves around a ton. And that's somebody who, if you're looking for more versatility to unlock the tight end position, that's a name that, that makes a lot of sense. He, he can move in the ways that the Dolphins move Durham Smythe or move in the ways that they moved around Julian Hill. But he's a much more robust receiving player than either one of those two players. So that's a name that I have my eyes on. And then the other one's Theo Johnson from Penn State. And Theo Johnson is a former wide receiver from Canada. So he's a little bit more raw uh, as a actual tight end, but he's six foot six, 260 pounds. This is a big boy. <laughs> and but six six, two sixty with wide receiver background. So if you wanted to kind of go for the massive ceiling play. I think Theo Johnson is your most appealing option. Personally, uh, he's somebody who um, the Penn State offense was kind of herky-jerky, whether it was with Sean Clifford in, in previous seasons or this year. It just felt like they never really clicked into place. So it's, it's much more difficult to evaluate players when uh, just the offense in general struggles at times to move the football. But Theo Johnson, you look at the physical ability, and he, he's got it in nines. So that's another name that I, I am eager to, to kind of see in a separate environment, and that's one of the values of, of these all-star events is you can take him and transplant him out of a dysfunctional offense and put him out into an even playing field with everybody else and see how he physically looks as well. Now, the real meat and potatoes of this senior bowl crop is the offensive lineman. And that's where we're going to turn our attention next here on Locked on Dolphins for prospects that I have my eyes on for Miami. Stick with us. Happy Super Bowl to all who celebrate from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. If you're like me, 
Super Bowl Sunday is all about scoring the best seat on the couch, grabbing your favorite football snacks, and placing some super bets so that you have skin in the game for yourself. FanDuel has so many ways for you to end the season with a dub or two or three or maybe even more. Not only can you bet on who will win Super Bowl 58, but FanDuel also has bets for how many players will score a touchdown. Which players will score a touchdown? How many points will be scored? And much more. New customers join today and you'll get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up. That is FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Getting into offensive linemen, and I'll be honest, I have more names written down for the offensive linemen collection for names that I'm watching for Miami than I do for the other four position groups that we've covered combined. And it's not because there's not some talent available, but it's just because that's how good the talent is potentially here in Mobile. So I think you can compartmentalize this into tackles and into your offensive line. And there's some guys that have some flexibility to do both. But I'll start with Tyler Guyton from Oklahoma. And he plays offensive tackle. And he is 6'7", 330 pounds, and moves like a much, much, much smaller player. Very graceful player for that stature. A little bit raw. There's a chance he rises his stock beyond where Miami's going to be drafting in the first round. But he's had a good week so far. And if he indeed does kind of land on the board for Miami at 21, I think his, his candidacy is going to be dependent upon what the Dolphins are able to accomplish at free agency. If the Dolphins can go into the draft and say, hey, we're going to take best player available or we're going to um, we're going to let the board fall to us, a player like Tyler Guyton uh, could be a really attractive option because he would learn potentially behind Toronto Armstead if Toronto Armstead decides not to retire um, and then could be your heir apparent to Toronto Armstead. Uh, and that with his physical abilities would be a really exciting development. Uh, he is supremely, supremely physically gifted. Tyler Guyton is, uh, but he's not the only supremely physically gifted offensive tackle that's on the board. Uh, the Talise Fuaga from Oregon state is a little bit more of a road grader. There's some people who would want to project him inside uh, to guard. I personally think he could play tackle. He's 6'6", 332 pounds. He's got 33 and a half inch arms. So he's he's meeting your thresholds. Is he better in run blocking than in pass protection? Yes. I think if you look at how Miami has unlocked some of their um, – offensive linemen and, and found a way to uh, allow them to develop and, and be a little bit more stable as players. It makes some sense there. There's a connection there between a player that his strength is in the run blocking. And when you're going to ru run block and then you're going to play action pass off of that and make your pass plays look like runs that can make some sense for Miami as well. He's a right tackle though. So do you have him switch sides do you have him kick inside and play left guard? There's a whole other conversation about Fuaga that I don't, you, you'd have to pull some pieces around to find the best combination of five. But based on well, the, the current expiring contracts, whether it's right guard or left guard or 
wherever else, potentially left tackle. There's very easy pathways for him to be amongst the best five if he were on the board, and that would, would be a decision the Dolphins would make. So uh, that's another name that I'm looking at as well. And then Jordan Morgan uh, from Arizona. And uh, I think Morgan is the going to be the one who maybe loses a little bit of wind out of his sails from his measurement uh, because he came in with shorter arms. Um, not short arms, but shorter arms. And that probably means there's a lot of people that, that there was buzz already for him to kick inside and end up playing uh, guard at the next level. He measured 6'4", 312, under 33-inch arms. So 32 and, and three-quarter-inch arms. That's probably a guard for most teams. So for Miami, that certainly doesn't take you off the board if Miami has a needed left guard, and then you have uh, positional flexibility, which is something that they have really coveted in their offensive linemen. Uh, he's played left tackle and done it at a high level at Arizona. It just probably changes the preferred pathway for you uh, to no longer necessarily be a guy who thrives on the outside of tackle. Uh, on the interior, uh, there's a guard and then two centers that leap off the page as potential fits for the Dolphins as well. Uh, one is Christian Hayes from UConn. They run a lot of wide zone, outside zone at UConn. And Hayes is really, really good at blocking it. And he's a, he's a big boy too. So um, that's a name that, that pops to me. He is 6'2", 320, dense, and 34-inch arms. So from a scheme fit perspective with where the Dolphins have kind of made their bread and butter to this stage, uh, Christian Haynes is uh, certainly a fit. It makes a lot of sense. But everybody wants to talk about the centers. Everybody wants to talk about the Oregon center, Jackson Powers Johnson, right? And when I saw the measurements that came in for him, uh, that was a holy smokes moment. I don't, I, I'm inclined to think he probably can be there at 21 for Miami, but uh, this is a player whose stock is red hot. And you think it's only going to get more hot from here. Jackson Powers Johnson from Oregon is 6'3, 334 pounds, and has plus plus movement skills at the center position. And he's stonewalling guys in one on ones in, in senior bowl. I know he, he uh, sounds like he got dinged up with something on Wednesday's practice. So I'm sure there's a joke there for Dolphins, pessimistic Dolphins fans about the training staff and, oh, he's a perfect fit already. But uh, <laughs> from a stylistic perspective, he's a fit. From a physical profile perspective, he's everything the Dolphins need to be more improved and more diverse offensively. And, um, just a very dynamic, like eye-opening dynamic play for 330-plus. That's a, a perfect storm of variables for Miami. That, that's a very attractive fit. So I'll be watching him closely. Hopefully we see more of him this week. Uh, and then the last name that I have is Zach Frazier, who is, I don't want to say the, the backup plan at center, um, but Zach Frazier, six, six, two and a half, 315, played at West Virginia, uh, wrestling background, very, very good with his hands, excellent center of gravity. I think that's a super high floor player, maybe not as, as sexy as Powers Johnson getting out in space and mowing DBs down outside the numbers and uh, 20 yards downfield, but 
Uh, Frazier is another quality center prospect that if you told me the Dolphins targeted in the first two rounds, I wouldn't bat an eye at or be surprised at. So uh, there's a breadth of options. We're going to continue to take advantage of the reps the Senior Bowl has given us and keep watching these guys. And uh, there's a a lot of runway left in this draft process for these guys to declare themselves as far as what ranges they're going to be available. And uh, the Dolphins obviously can do some work between now and then to add or subtract draft capital. So there's a lot more that needs to come into clarity. But uh, at the very least, we know this week uh, we have a number of names that we can be watching for the Dolphins with the Dolphins in mind on the offensive side of the ball. We'll do the same thing on the defensive side of the ball tomorrow here on Locked on Dolphins. Appreciate you guys checking out the show. Make it a great rest of your day. I am out of here. Fins up.